1: California's governor, governor Gavin Newsom today signed a bill that would require the president to release his tax returns.
0: It requires presidential candidates to release their tax returns if they want to be listed on the primary ballot here in California.
2: Now, this is the first law of its kind to be put anywhere on the books in the nation. And it would appear to be a direct response to, yes, the obvious Trumpy reality of a president. In office running for re-election without ever releasing tax returns.
0: The Ninth Circuit's going to be difficult, but this on its face is unconstitutional and there's just no way this survives. So I, if I was the president, I would not worry about this California bill. So this is targeting Donald Trump?
3: No, I mean, no more
4: than it's targeting me. If I choose to run for re-election, I would be uh, required to do the same. It's uh, politically neutral. It's party neutral.
1: I mean, I think it looks like exactly what it is, which is it's a political ploy to make this look bipartisan when We all know exactly what this is about. This is about the fact that President Trump ran for office. He broke norms by not releasing his tax returns. California doesn't like that.
3: You're listening to California Nation. I'm your host, Brian Anderson. California has taken an aggressive step in its efforts to get President Donald Trump to release his tax returns. Governor Gavin Newsom signed the law that will require all presidential and gubernatorial candidates to release their tax returns if they want to get their name on the state's primary ballot.
4: Uh, all we're requiring is people that aspire to be presidents, not about one person, uh, they have to disclose their tax returns, address issues of self-dealing, conflicts of interest. Uh, requiring that regardless of political party,
2: uh, you choose to do the right thing, you could choose not to do the right thing. Uh, I think this law is an appropriate law and I'm glad California is leading the nation.
3: Trump's advisors are calling Senate Bill 27 unconstitutional and an example of, quote, election interference, end quote. On today's show, we hear more about this proposal and the legal arguments expected to be made in an all-but-certain legal battle between Trump and California. This comes months before California's March 3, 2020 primary. Now court ruling will have far-reaching impacts, as 10 other states across this country have similar bills that are still alive this year. In five states, bills forcing Trump to release his taxes to get on the state ballot have already cleared one chamber of the legislature this year. We're breaking up this week's episode into two segments. First, I chat on the phone with the bill's author, California State Senator Mike McGuire. After that, I sit down with loyal Law School professor Jessica Levinson to talk about the merits of the bill and whether it will hold up in court. I'm Brian Anderson. You're listening to California Nation.
1: We are not going to have a circus here.
2: Well, we just left pleasure for paradise. Paradise. Can you please hug me? (laughs) (laughs) Do not worry. Dutch is not here today. We, We clearly learned our
0: lesson. These are not ordinary times, and this will not be an ordinary election.
4: We're sitting down right now with State Senator McGuire to talk about a new bill that has just been signed into law by California Governor Gavin Newsom. Senator, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Brian, thank you so much for having me. So the new law that was just passed goes into effect immediately. Newsom signed it on Tuesday, and it basically targets the president. It forces Trump to release the last five years of his tax returns, but Newsom also required through kind of soliciting uh, lawmakers that gubernatorial candidates be added. And this also applies to 2020 contenders. But what do you say to the point that California is just poking the bear
2: and going after Trump right here? I think we all know that this issue is much bigger than one president himself. Transparency is the foundation of accountability in government. Transparency up until this president has never been a partisan issue. It's always been bigger than any one candidate, any one election, or frankly, any one president. And while President Trump's refusal to honor 40 years of time-honored tradition, that was the catalyst of this bill. This bill itself is about a principle that is so much more than Trump himself. Uh, Releasing of tax returns is a pretty low bar to hit. Every presidential candidate for the past 40 years, Republicans and Democrats alike, have set aside their own interests and put the interests of the nation first and release their tax returns president trump and other future candidates should do so as well
4: so i got a response from trump campaign and this is the director of communications tim murtaugh he wrote in a statement quote the constitution is clear on the qualifications for someone to serve as president and states cannot add additional requirements on their own the bill also violates the first amendment of right of association." since California can't tell political parties which candidates the members can or cannot vote for in a primary election, end quote. And he also cited a veto to a similar bill that Jerry Brown, the former governor, had done in 2017. So what's your response to this argument that this new law is unconstitutional?
2: I would trust California's track record in the courts versus the Trump administration. The Trump administration has a 20 to 30% win rate. The vast majority of their challenges are overturned. I don't put a lot of stock into the Trump administration and their punditry about this being constitutional. Handedly, we have had constitutional scholars from across America working with us for the past four years. It's clear the U.S. Constitution allows the state legislature the authority to control ballot access requirements in primary elections. We've done so in this state, in all 50 states, uh, since the founding of this country and its power granted to us by the United States Constitution. And this is a fight worth having in the courts. And we look forward to taking the Trump administration head on because we believe it's a clear case Uh, And we are following through with the will of the American people. And the president
4: has said himself that people don't care about his tax information and they can relitigate that issue in 2020. But like you said, polls cite that the overwhelming majority of both Democrats and Republicans do support seeing the president's tax return. So that argument doesn't necessarily hold water. But I do want to, to get at. The substance of a legal argument, because Jessica Levinson, he's a credible professor at Loyola Law School, and she said the the Trump campaign has a a very credible argument, and it'll just depend on how the courts construe the Constitution, whether it's narrowly or loosely, because the Constitution says eligibility, citizenship question, are you old enough? Are you a U.S. citizen? If so, you can run for president. It it says nothing about tax returns, but California could argue that it has sort of the administrative jurisdiction over its, its ballot process. So th- is that sort of the legal
2: challenge that, that you see in place? SB 27 is simply a ballot access requirement bill. Uh, the releasing of tax returns is like other constitutional ballot access requirements that each and every candidate comply with. We've worked very closely with the California Secretary of State's office to ensure that this is buttoned up, and we've been working with constitutional scholars across this nation to ensure its constitutionality. Tulsi Gabbard, Andrew Yang, and Julian
4: Castro have not released any of their tax returns, though Castro's campaign did tell us that they do plan to release it well ahead of the Iowa caucuses. So my final one is just looking at this issue of transparency versus going after Trump. That seems to be what uh, what this debate is about and you said that trump was the catalyst for this even though this isn't just about him this is about other candidates being held to a high standard why is 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 this a bill ultimately about trump you're a candid senator can you just candidly say this bill is about trump or is not about trump
2: can i ask you a question what is the big deal about releasing tax returns this releasing of tax returns has been a time-honored tradition in american presidential campaigns for the past 40 years the only reason that we are discussing this issue is because president trump has bucked the system and has decided not to disclose his returns we all know this audit that he says he's under is hogwash the bottom line is this this is a nonpartisan issue yes President Trump's refusal to honor the 40 years of tradition was the catalyst for the bill, but this bill itself is about a principle much more than President Trump himself. Uh, Mr. Castro, Ms. Gabbard, and Mr. Yang, they should do the right thing as well and release their tax returns. If they truly don't have anything to hide, then show the American people what they want. They should be in the same category as President Trump. All presidential candidates should release their tax returns. Governor Gavin Newsom did release his tax returns in the gubernatorial election, and President Trump should do the same in the presidential election. 60% of the American people want their president to release their returns. And my bottom line and final comment is this. If presidential candidates don't release their tax returns, what do they have to hide?
4: And last one, sorry, Will, would you support having state lawmakers, senators, and assembly members in California release their tax returns as well? There's there's There are filings that they do release here in California as a measure of transparency, but would you want to see state lawmakers release their tax returns as well?
2: We've been asked that question a lot. Uh, I, I will say that that is an issue that we're looking at. But here's why we are focused on the president as well as the governor. Number one, there is no other office in the land that is not subject to conflict of interest laws other than the president and vice president of the United States. No other. And what we know is that income tax returns from presidential candidates provide voters with Essential information regarding potential conflicts of interest, domestic and international business dealings, financial status, and charitable donations. And while the release of tax returns has sparked at times intense debate, all candidates for the past four decades have put their discomfort aside and released the returns and ensured that this time-honored tradition made our democracy strong. This should not be a debate. This should be a straightforward, common-sense law, and that is what Governor Gavin Newsom has done. Number one, Governor Gavin Newsom, led by example, released his tax returns. And two, he has been focused on continuing the long-standing tradition of transparency in California elections, ensuring that all gubernatorial candidates in the future and all presidential candidates in the future, no matter your party affiliation, releases their tax returns, and it's the right thing to do. And I'll note for our listeners,
4: you can visit stackb.com for more information on this and hear about how 10 other states besides California still have active bills, with five of them already clearing one chamber this year. Senator Mike McGuire, thanks for coming on the show. It was great having you. I'm grateful,
2: man. Thank you so much for your time. All righty. Take care.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
4: On Tuesday, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a law forcing President Trump to release the last five years of his tax returns in order to make it on to the state's 2020 primary ballot. The bill also applies to Democratic presidential candidates and future gubernatorial candidates in the state. Here to talk about it with me is Jessica Levinson, a professor at Loyola Law School. Jessica, thanks for coming on the show. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me. So I've got to ask for your expert legal analysis. It seems that what this boils down to is an all but certain legal challenge from Trump or his campaign, basically arguing that the Constitution sets a firm set of eligibility requirements related to age and citizenship, and California arguing it has administrative jurisdiction over its ballots. Which argument do you think will win out?
1: Well, you hit it. You don't need me for this. I think that's exactly the question that's going to be asked, which is, is this a new requirement uh, in order to run for president in California, or is this just a ballot access law which the state of California would have power to enforce? And you, my guess is, and I know everybody hates these answers from lawyers. In part, it depends on the judge who's going to hear this case. I sense but the hedge I, coming. <laughs> yes, the head so here's the hedge. In part it depends on the judge, but I also think that there is this is a strong challenge in the sense that um, this is a gray area. Nobody has ever said that this is permissible. Nobody's never said it's not okay. But I think it's a close call because it does in some ways look more like a requirement than a ballot excess. Uh, rule. So what's ballot access? It says, like, you need a certain number of signatures to get on the ballot. You need to pay a certain filing fee to get on the ballot. It, you need to pick a party designation when you're on the ballot. And so all of those things we know states have the power over. But states don't get to say something like, uh, actually, you have to be over 50 in order to run for federal office and be on the ballot for federal office in the state, or you have to be a woman or you have to be an African-American. Those things are clearly impermissible in part because they're, they're new requirements. And in part because for some of those examples I just gave, you could never uh, become that you can never really become a member of another race, for instance. And so I think that this is really close to the line and potentially over it for requirement, not access.
4: So this is just one thing that's still an open question for me. If you looked at the California legislature's website, you could type in the bill number, see who voted for, who voted against. And initially this law was exclusive to presidential candidates until Newsom himself intervened and urged lawmakers to add gubernatorial candidates. And that's believed to sort of be an effort to make it more than just about Trump. And also it passed on a party line vote in both the state Senate and assembly. What do you think this this partisan impact or party line vote, as well as intent of the original bill will matter? Uh, does that mean anything going into a possible court case?
1: So for a court, I don't know that that matters. I don't know that it matters that much that here you have added uh, gubernatorial candidates. I mean, I think it looks like exactly what it is, which is it's a political ploy to make this look bipartisan when we all know exactly what this is about. This is about the fact that President Trump ran for office. He broke norms by not releasing his tax returns. California doesn't like that. Now, there are still plenty of good reasons why we should – Request that candidates release their taxes, we should say, for instance, that it can provide us with really important information about potential financial conflicts of interest, um, showing people a full picture of their candidates and who they might be beholden to but you know for for a judge who's looking at this, you know again, of course the answer is it depends, but I think it's clear that. California, who's now passed this, and other states who are considering it are all dominated by Democrats, and that's not a coincidence. You said earlier that this possible lawsuit, and we're talking on a
4: Tuesday, and things could very well change between now and when this airs on Thursday. But in the light of a possible lawsuit, where does Trump challenge California? Can he go outside of the state? Does he have to challenge California within its own state court system first? Where do we start?
1: Yeah. So I would say, I don't think it's a possible challenge. I don't think it's a probable challenge. I think it's an absolute sure thing that there will be a challenge. And I do think that a president would have what we call standing to sue, meaning that would be the right person to walk into federal court and say, uh, California is violating federal law here. Now, Because it's California and because this is a California law, I do think that it would be appropriate to sue uh, in a federal district court in California. Now, President Trump could try and remove that, but I don't know that that removal effort would be successful. Um, I think that, you know, what, what we're looking at here really is a question of states have enormous power when it comes to how to maintain access to their ballots but they can't go over a certain line of new requirements so could states for instance say you need to release medical records you need to um you know release information telephone logs all of these things start to look overly burnsome and, and jerry brown be- in his veto he
4: said like what's next health records education records it, it kind of sets that what he called a slippery slope precedent.
1: It did. And it was in part different for Jerry Brown because he had released his tax returns. And of course, Gavin Newsom did. And so they're not similarly situated in that way. I think Jerry Brown probably felt two things. He felt like there was a possible legal challenge here or probable legal challenge. And he felt like he could look like a hypocrite for saying, yes, the president has to release his tax returns, but I, as the governor and a candidate for governor, I don't have to do that.
4: And this is just my final one. As far as other bills in other states, there's currently 10 other states with bills that are still alive for this year. Five of them have already cleared one chamber in their respective state legislature. So this California law could very well have an impact for other states across this nation. If you're an outside state and you're watching this, what are you looking for?
1: Well, I think you're looking to see what the court does. So if, for instance, I mean, look, there will be a lawsuit almost immediately, and then you're going to look to see if a district court implements a preliminary injunction or a permanent injunction, which is another way of saying this doesn't get to go into effect right away. And I think you're also seeing, frankly, because we're talking about politicians here, Um, Do the politics, you know, is this popular in California? Is there a groundswell of support? Or does it just look like it went over like a lead balloon? I mean, there's that old saying, you know, uh, you know, the the nation follows California essentially, as goes California goes the nation. And I do think that California is a trendsetter in a lot of ways in the sense that we are really the epicenter of the Trump resistance. Um, But I think this might be a situation where we're not legally successful. Jessica Levinson, thanks for coming on the show. It was great having you. Thanks for having me.
3: Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of California Nation. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five star review on iTunes. It helps listeners like you find our show. Word of mouth also helps. We'll be back in your feed soon with another episode. For the latest updates on all things politics, you can follow me on Twitter at Brian R. Anderson. That's B R Y A N R. A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. Until next time, I'm Brian Anderson. This is Californian Nation.